Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Today on Vitality Radio, we're going to talk about revolutionary natural pain relief, something that is brand new. I've never talked about it on Vitality Radio. I've just recently learned about it myself, and it is powerful information you will want to stay tuned for, how to take care of your inflammation and pain through natural means that have has clinical evidence that it is better than all your other options. So can't wait for you to hear that. I've got a great guest that you likely know and love if you're a regular listener to Vitality Radio, and it's going to be a good one. I want to start off by reminding you that I will be speaking at the Be Healthy Utah Conference. BeHealthyUtah.com is where you go. Use the code VITALITY30 and you get 17 bucks off your two-day pass, which makes it 30 bucks for both days, 35 plus speakers, including myself, and a bunch of really great booths to visit and learn. I absolutely love this conference. I've done it. I did the very first one a few years ago, and I learned so much and met so many great people. I highly encourage you to check it out April 22nd and 23rd in Sandy at the Mountain America Expo Center. Use the code VITALITY30 when you go to BeHealthyUtah.com. All right, so as you may not know, if you're listening on the radio and you've never heard this before, my name's Jared St. Clair. I'm with Vitality Radio and Vitality Nutrition, and I am really, really thrilled that I have this platform to speak about the things that I'm the most passionate about. We talk about natural health and healing, things that you can do to improve your health, without compromise, meaning without the side effects and the things that come along with pharmaceuticals and surgical procedures and things like that. So that's what we're talking about today. Natural pain relief will be the primary topic, and it'll be, we're talking about it in ways I've never talked about, a new compound that I never knew about until just a few months ago. So I can't wait for you to hear this. Uh, Before we get into the interview, I want to remind you that if you do have questions about anything you hear on Vitality Radio or if you just want to talk to somebody about natural health and nutrition, give us a call at Vitality Nutrition. We're in Bountiful, Utah, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. If you're listening and you're nowhere near Bountiful, Utah, or you don't want to make the trip up because gas is $17,000 a gallon, I get it. That works for us, too. You just jump on our website, vitalitynutrition.com. We will take care of you either over the phone. If you have questions, call us. If you want to take care of any orders over the Internet, you just jump to vitalitynutrition.com. If you are not listening to the podcast yet, please do. The podcast has two episodes a week rather than one, even bonus episodes beyond that sometimes, and long-form episodes. Today's interview with Stuart Tomp went 90 minutes. 
Just the interview was 90 minutes. I've only got an hour here on the radio, including this introduction. So we got about 35 minutes or so on the podcast that you will not hear unless you jump on your favorite podcast app and look up Vitality Radio uh, with Jared St. Clair. Or if you go to vitalityradio.com, you can listen there. Or if you go to vitalitynutrition.com, there is a link to the shows there as well. And so without further ado, I'm going to introduce my next guest. If you're a regular listener to Vitality Radio, you know who this guy is. His name's Stuart Tom. He is the VP of Science, Regulation, and Education at CV Sciences, the world's greatest uh, CBD company. I will say that even though he's sitting right here in front of me, uh, I, I would say it if he wasn't as well. Stuart, Welcome back to Vitality Radio. Jared, it's so good to see you again and so great to be on your show. We had so much fun the last time talking about the 10 to 1 ratio, and I'm more excited today to talk about our new subject, how to control pain with the body's CBD known as PEA. Yeah, this is exciting for different reasons. Uh, you know, last show was exciting because we were talking about something over the counter that contains THC. Uh, that's, uh, you know, readily available, not at a dispensary, all that kind of stuff. And I will tell you, our response and our feedback on that product has been fantastic, the reserve. In fact, I'm going to let you know, uh, listening right now, that this show is going to run beyond the hour limit that we have on local radio. And because of that, uh, we're going to extend it out into the podcast, and uh, we'll, you'll get an extra uh, 20, 30 minutes on the podcast, where we will go into greater detail on how to optimize the benefits of what we're just about to talk about. So please, if you are listening on radio, pick it up and listen to the last 20 or 30 minutes on the podcast, and uh, you'll you'll get a bunch of really valuable information that we're not going to have time to share right now. But Stuart, we are talking about something called PEA today. I will tell you why I'm so excited. There's a few things. First off, you've shared with me a bunch of research over the last three or four days. Uh, one of the things that's interesting about Vitality Radio, to let you in on, on kind of how things work on my end, listening for you listening to the show, is sometimes I get a guest I've never met before. I talk to him for five minutes before the show, and we just do an interview. And I don't know quite what I'm going to get. Other times I get old-time friends. Uh, I go back with Stuart as long as maybe any guest that I've ever had on Vitality Radio, and uh, we, uh, you know, we've we've sat and and uh, broken bread together, and we've uh, played after trade shows together and we've talked product together and all that stuff. But what's been really cool today or this week leading up to this is he has just inundated me with research and scientific papers and all kinds of uh, data points on this thing that I didn't even know what it was until about four or five months ago called PEA. And I'm excited because I love it when I get to learn right along with you as we're doing the show. So Stuart, let's just first Tell us what PEA is. Well, PEA is made inside of your body, and it also occurs in nature in many different food sources. PEA is basically a broad modulator of inflammatory processes, which also affect pain, sensation, and neuroprotection. So PEA stands for palmitoyl ethanolamide. It's basically your body's CBD, 
and its mode of action has multiple effects as it involves many pathways and targets in both the peripheral and central nervous system. PEA is basically your body's CBD. Well, I was just going to clarify that then because last time you were on and previous times, we've talked about CBD being a cannabinoid and the endocannabinoid system. We talk about endocannabinoids that our body produces. So our body is making cannabinoids, but now you're saying PEA is, is our body's CBD. So tell us what you mean by that. Yeah. And so I say that a bit tongue in cheek when I say it's essentially our body's CBD, because I just want people to get a reference for a new conversation that we're having. All right. PEA is a bioactive lipid and you create it on demand and you break it down very, very quickly. So when I say it's basically your body's CBD, PEA is a non-habit forming bioactive lipid that we make. We call it an endogenous bioactive lipid to modulate neuroinflammation and pain signaling. Okay. And the reason PEA is taking the entire industry by storm, it's not a new ingredient. It's been around since the 1950s or earlier, but it's finally being accepted. It represents a promising potential mechanism to treat multiple conditions of chronic pain. And that's where it's different. PEA is essentially what we need to stop the transition from acute to chronic inflammation. We're learning now that that transition from acute to self-sustaining chronic inflammation, unlocking that, that's the holy grail of natural products. PEA acts at the central node, the transition point between acute and chronic inflammation. And so what we've learned is whether you take PEA as a supplement, like we're going to talk about today, or if you can decrease its degradation by actually taking it as a supplement, we're able to keep neuroinflammation within its physiological limits. And that's why I can say after 30 years of being in this industry, Jared, my favorite ingredient of all time is PEA. And I will say that I never thought I'd ever hear you say anything but CBD at the end of that statement. <laughs> so, okay, so let's let's talk about this. First off, uh, a little bit of context for people to make sure that everybody's uh, everybody's tracking what you're saying. First off, uh, acute uh, inflammation versus chronic inflammation. Uh, what's the difference? Okay, so acute inflammation, we have to have an inflammatory response. So when you cut yourself, you need to create the inflammatory response. You create the scab and the scarring and the inflammatory signals. What happens at a certain point, and nobody understands this, no one knows how acute inflammation becomes chronic and self-sustaining. I think about it like a, uh, a self-feeding negative feedback loop of inflammation. So this is the difference between when you're a kid and you cut yourself and you're on the skateboard, you're on a bicycle and you heal very quickly, you create a scar, right? Mm -hmm. It all heals. Eventually you get to the point where there's so much inflammatory stress and burden in the system that you don't heal efficiently. And this low grade chronic inflammation starts to build. So acute goes to chronic 
It becomes self-sustaining. And Jared, that's where we get in huge trouble. You know, the people that come into the store that have sciatica, Mm -hmm. right? The people that have central sensitization where they say, no, I'm just in pain. In my experience, having worked in a health food store since 1988, and of course you grew up in the industry, everything that we have to throw at somebody, they're really designed, all of the supplements and even the drugs are designed to treat acute inflammation. There are no approved drugs and really no therapies for chronic inflammation, except getting somebody a wholesale uh, rearrangement of their health. What I'm saying is, remember years and years ago, we would hear, I'm going way back, like Victorian England, right? She took her (laughs) cure. What did that mean? Somebody took three months off and sat by the lake in Zurich, watching the swans and relaxing. Who has time for that anymore? You see my point? Yeah. So that's why I came in so excited today. Yeah. So, so with the acute and, and of course, acute inflammation is something that not only we require uh, for healing, but it's really, it is the way the natural or the body is naturally designed to work. But chronic inflammation is when inflammation gets out of hand. So you can talk about sciatica, like you mentioned, you can talk about arthritis. Uh, you can talk about a variety of different conditions that people deal with on a day in day out basis that uh, create pain. These would be in, these would be chronic inflammatory conditions. And that's where you're saying that PEA fits in that gap between the acute and chronic. Absolutely. Because healthy living, this is important, requires effective acute inflammation. You have to have a very robust, right. very efficient inflammatory response. And this is the key word. You need resolution of inflammation. So let's think about what triggers the acute inflammation. It could be uh, trauma, burns, infection, in no order here, chemical irritants, frostbite, an allergic reaction, a cut, laceration, a stabbing. Mm -hmm. All of that causes the acute inflammatory response characterized as healthy living. As acute inflammation becomes self-sustaining chronic inflammation, that's where we look at things like cardiovascular disease, rheumatoid arthritis, autoimmune diseases neurological diseases, cancer. And so what we're looking for are modulators, safe, natural agents that can help. And PEA has recently been identified as being part of what's called the unrecognized control node. This is so big. Previously unrecognized control node in the transition from acute to chronic pain, which can be targeted by PEA. So what we're basically suggesting here is this new ingredient and our new product relief addresses a large market with tremendous growth opportunities in areas that we've never talked about on this show. Opioid sparing, we'll break that down. Pain, something that we really didn't have anything effective enough to to talk about for pain. Let's face it, post-surgical pain, morphine tolerance, endometriosis, osteoarthritis, fibromyalgia. That's a huge 
untapped market and we finally have an ingredient and a product that we believe can help. So what's happened in the history of, of my, my store, Vitality Nutrition, as I grew up there since I was seven years old, we're going to celebrate our 45th year in business in August. We've seen everything that is a thing in the natural products industry come and go. I remember when fish oil first made it into a capsule. I, I, we go way back. I remember when glucosamine, when I didn't know what that word meant, and all of a sudden I had it on my shelf and had to figure out what I was what I was supposed to do with it. I remember all these these moments. And what's interesting is as we've moved through time, we have uh, systematically discovered new and better things for pain relief, uh, for arthritis, for you know joint. Uh, uh, some companies call it joint comfort, uh, you know, joint support, things like that, right? Because there's certain things we can't say because we have an FDA that doesn't like us to say certain things about these these types of of uh, ingredients. But as we come along, you know, we, we we keep finding newer and better things. And it was I don't know, maybe ten years ago, Stuart, maybe maybe something like that, where turmeric all of a sudden took the world by storm. And we were talking about turmeric and extracting curcuminoids and curcumin. And they were doing studies in mice showing that it could actually help with pain and inflammation. And so that was new and big. And, and it's good. It does help with those things. And people do get benefits. And then all of a sudden, I run into you at a trade show. And I'll always remember this. I believe it was eight years ago. And you were no longer selling fish oil. You were selling something called CBD. Well, guess what? I'd never heard of CBD. <laughs> Eight years ago, I had no idea what that stuff was. And you're saying, Jared, this is the new big thing. You got to check this stuff out. It's different. It's revolutionary. There's never been anything like it. And you were right. You were like a prophet. I mean, all of a sudden, there's a million CBD companies. And and CBD has been the best thing so far that I've seen for people with these types of chronic issues. And then last, what, three, four months ago, we're talking about CBD with a little bit of THC. And how CBD with a little bit of THC is even better than CBD. So there's the next advance. And at the end of that show, for anybody that's listening now, may remember that Stuart mentioned something at that point called PEA. And he said, the next big thing is going to be PEA. And I'm saying, what the heck are you talking about, Stuart? And we talked about it <laughs> off air. And I asked him about this. And he said, just you wait. Just you wait. So here we are. Here's the next big evolution. And it's not that... These other things that have come along haven't worked and haven't provided relief and haven't helped people, but it just keeps getting better as the science advances and we understand the human body better and the nervous system better and these conditions better, we find better and better things. And PEA, to me, seems to have incredible promise, and I can't wait to, to dive into it. So enough, enough hyperbole. Let's talk about some science. So how does PEA actually... Uh, behave in the system. You said that it could be opioid sparing. You, you mentioned some other things. What's it actually doing when you say it's that central node between chronic and, or sorry, acute and chronic inflammation during that shift? What's it actually doing in the body? And, and, and first, let's talk about the endogenous PEA, the stuff we're making. Yeah, I think that's the best place to start because when you, ex when you help people appreciate that your body already makes PEA, your body doesn't make CBD. Your body doesn't make THC. Your body makes these endocannabinoids. PEA is an endogenous compound, which is a key regulator of the endocannabinoid system in inflammation. 
it's part of the endocannabinoid system. Now, this is the part that got me. This is what sold me on the ingredient. This is why I fell in love with it. Okay. I listened to the world expert on PEA, and I'll send you a link, Jared, so you can put one of his little talks in the show notes. Yeah, I'd like everybody to. to listen to the master and not spend too much time singing his praises. But I heard him say, Daniele Piamelli, Dr. Piamelli say, under real stress and inflammation, the enzyme that helps your body make the PEA naturally makes less of it. And when you're under more inflammatory attack, right, as we're going from this acute to chronic inflammation, your body then destroys it and eats it up. He calls it a double whammy. And so it's the central node in the transition between acute and chronic inflammation. What do I mean by that? We've identified this enzyme, this enzyme that breaks down PEA in the body. Okay. Previously unrecognized control node in the transition from acute to chronic pain. And so the, the, the solution is either you take it as a supplement in the form of our relief product, or you figure out how the body stops breaking down PEA. You see the two different theories? One mm -hmm. is you can feed the PEA to the human. Right. The other thing is to figure out how, to, how your body stops breaking it down. The latter is actually a drug. They're currently trying to develop a drug right now to keep your body from breaking down PEA. Okay. That drug, Jared, in my opinion, will be the greatest discovery for pain and inflammation in our lifetime. Now I'm predicting based on drug development, we're about 10 years away from what we call a PEA inhibitor, right? Technically it would be called a, um, an N triple A inhibitor. The enzyme is N acylethanolamine acid amidase. And that's the enzyme, the previously unrecognized control node in the transition from acute to chronic pain. So we've learned that the body makes PEA when you're in pain, but you break it down and that's why you feel the pain. If we could keep the PEA levels consistent, we could help blunt that transition from acute to chronic pain. This, in my opinion, will be the biggest selling drug when they finally finish it. It will be the alternative to non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. It will be the alternative to dangerous opioids and other drugs that they use to help control pain right now, like SSRIs and gabapentin. So we're looking at something that's both a dietary supplement and potentially a drug. And be clear, PEA itself is also going through the drug approval process because it's been around for a long time. Unlike CBD, where people are arguing who owns it, many different pharmaceutical companies and now supplement companies will be putting out PEA products. Here's the reason why, Jared, non-habit forming, endogenous bioactive lipid known to modulate neuroinflammation and pain signaling, representing a po promising potential mechanism to treat multiple conditions of chronic pain. So to your point, unlike the other things that we've seen before, this is much more powerful. There's much more, there's more science. 
And there are big, big interests behind this ingredient. That's really, really interesting. So then with the double whammy, let's go over that one more time because I, it took me a couple times of you saying that when we were talking earlier this week for me to catch what you were saying because – and, and, and it, the crazy thing about this, Stuart, and you tell me. Tell me if you see the same thing. It seems like stress is the key to all of this stuff in so many ways. When we're under stress, we need more endocannabinoids. Uh, and yet our body has a harder time making enough endocannabinoids when we're under stress, which is why a lot of people benefit from things like CBD when they're dealing with stress and, and improving their stress response. But you're saying that when we're, we have chronic inflammation and we're under stress, and think about that when you're listening to this, what are you feeling when you have chronic inflammation? You're feeling not just the physical stress from the inflammation, but oftentimes mental, emotional stress from the pain that it's causing, right? And so when you're under stress, your body is making less PEA. Am I saying that right? It's making less PEA. Correct. And it's breaking down the PEA much, much more rapidly than it otherwise would if everything was cool. So when you need PEA the most, it seems the body is having the hardest time giving it to you. You, not only did you nail it, you nailed it. And remember, this is so nuanced and so complicated, and we're not here to complicate it, but this is really cutting edge stuff. Remember, in certain pathological states where there's a lot of dis-ease, you might see the endocannabinoids go crazy, including PEA, where the body's starting to produce as much as it can, and it's not getting where it needs to go. So that's why this conversation is really worth investing the time in and looking at the research. That's why I want to really bang the drum today on what we know for sure. For example, we've had 2,500 patients, probably more, but in the literature have been treated with PEA for various pain conditions. That's more than 30 clinical studies. 15 of these studies were randomized control trials in a total of approximately 1,500 patients where PEA consistently demonstrated statistically significant reductions in pain with a favorable safety profile. That's the other thing that's great. It's way safer than anything we've ever seen. And we believe it has potential to address the shortfall of the current supplements across a range of chronic pain conditions. So this is designed Ultimately, I believe our finished product relief to answer the questions that are that remain open. I don't want to mention any of the other botanical anti-inflammatories. And you know how much I love omega-3 and we know how important probiotics are, but they're not addressing what PEA addresses. They're not addressing this central node in the transition from acute to chronic pain. And of course, people listening to Vitality Radio, hopefully, are listening to what I'd say on a near weekly basis where I talk about the holistic nature of taking care of your body. You know, it's not, there isn't a thing that fixes all the things. And there are certain things that your body requires. And so when you say, I, you know, I love omega-3, well, of course, we still want omega-3. This doesn't replace what omega-3 does in the body. In fact, this will work better if we have proper levels of omega-3. Uh, in fact, I believe you shared uh, a, a little bit of information on that the other day when we were talking about and getting plenty of omega-3, giving us some of the baseline things that we need for our body to produce uh, the balance that we need within the endocannabinoid system itself. 
And we know based on research, uh, and again, you're the expert on this, so correct me if I'm wrong, that if someone's taking CBD for the reasons that we use CBD, that having enough omega-3 will enhance the effect of CBD. 100%, we now know that. I just want to quickly give some credit to Ethan Rousseau, if anyone has ever listened to his work, R-U-S-S-O, Ethan Rousseau, MD. He was the top scientist at GW Pharmaceuticals that made CBD the drug, and now he's probably the expert uh, in the field. And I heard him say the other day, Jared, I thought about you, I thought about us and our community. He said, hey, if you fix your gut, you get your gut fixed, there's no more dysbiosis, you're not bloated, you're having regular bowel movements, you know, if you feel really, really good, that's correcting imbalances in your endocannabinoid system. And so, Jared, I had an aha moment, one of the biggest. Someone sent me a paper recently that said, the endocannabinoid system and the immune system are simply two sides of the same coin. Let's stop calling it yeah. the endocannabinoid system because people get so confused. What do you mean? It's just two sides of the immune system. And what we're talking about here are finding the nuanced ways to feed the body what it uses to modulate the pain response and keep you in homeostasis, to keep you away from chronic inflammation so you can have acute inflammation for healthy living. I mean, I was asked just at Expo recently, you know, what are the top three supplements that you would take if you were sent to Mars? It was a little video thing. I, I, I was bum rushed. Mm -hmm. And I just said right away, right? PEA, omega-3 and probiotics. And the only reason I didn't say hemp or cannabis is I'm fairly certain if I get to Mars, somebody is already growing the cannabis. Or the <laughs> <laughs> there are no planets where that isn't grown. I just that wanted to bring the ingredient and because we never had PEA before. Let's just do a little history for a second. If people think, where did this stuff come from? Okay. I, I don't know uh, how much you studied the history yet, Jared, but you know, they tried to sell PEA in the 70s during the Cold War in Eastern Europe as a prevention for the common cold. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Oh my goodness. They called it Impulsin. And I have a video, I'll send you a video you can put in the show notes that one of our educators did on the whole history. And cool. basically in Eastern Europe, 1974, at the Skoda Motor Works, you know, a tank factory, that's a good place to not get a cold. Right, a man, <laughs> Eastern European, with the windows open, right? You're making tanks. Right. They gave one group the PEA and the other group got nothing, right? It was just, it was a real, real basic study. And they just wanted to right. find out if we gave this stuff prophylactically to workers working in horrible conditions, could it boost their immune system enough and prevent them from getting the common cold? Could they repair, you know, recover from their symptoms faster? And when I brought this to my boss, when I brought this to the people at the company, Jared, there was like three months of, of me hearing this. I'll do a version. If this stuff's so great, why don't I know about it? <laughs> if this stuff's so great, why doesn't everybody know about it? Who owns it? Who owns it? Who can? <laughs> I was like, nobody owns it. Nobody owns it. Look at all the different companies. There are companies out there that are trying to market this stuff finally. There are pharmaceutical companies trying to use it. But for those of you that don't know the regulatory compliance nightmare of our industry, when something like this has not, has not been identified 
as what we call an investigational new drug, and it's old like PEA, then it can be grandfathered in, but you have to do some more work. And that's what the company that we partnered with, our partner on the PEA, they've taken this so seriously. I mean, they've got a vision that's so big. And what they did, Jared, is they took their branded version of PEA, which is the one we use. So we always get the right stuff and the same stuff. And they demonstrated that it was safe for the intended use. And they actually introduced it into the human food supply. So that's that term before we've talked about generally recognized as safe. Right. Self-affirmation. This branded PEA that we're partnering with in our relief product is the generally recognized as safe and the really bioavailable form. The thing about PEA that's going to trip people up, the thing about PEA where they're going to make mistakes is because not all PEA is the same. This is a war a big war, and you want to make sure that you have a branded bioavailable source that's researched, tested, and proven effective. That way, you're getting the relief that you're looking for. So that's the, the other transition we wanted to, to talk about. It's not just PEA. It's Levagen plus PEA that's backed by the clinical research and the safety data that the FDA and scientists and doctors demand. All right. So then since you're, we're getting to Levagen and the, the researched form of PEA, let's talk about the relief product in a little bit more detail. So you bring this ingredient in, you're looking at the science on it. You, you, you're able to convince the, the powers that be at CV Sciences that this is something we should take seriously, right? And then it's time to make a product and make the best, most effective product that you can. So what was what did that process look like and how did relief end up being what it is? Okay. Well, the first iteration was the CV defense product that we made during the pandemic. You heard what I said earlier that they were using PEA in Eastern Europe mm -hmm. to prevent the common cold and symptoms of viral infections. So we here at CV Sciences launched CV defense during the pandemic which was a combination of the Levagen plus PEA, reishi mushroom, vitamin A, vitamin D, zinc, and selenium. Jared, this company won immunity product of the year during the pandemic with the CV defense formula. Nutra Ingredients awarded us the number one newest best dietary supplement during the pandemic for immunity, mainly because it was anchored in PEA and the other known nutrients. So that was the first iteration. And and I'll, I'll I'll jump in here. I was so naive about PEA that when you, well, actually it wasn't you. I, I talked to Maggie from CV Sciences on, on the radio and she was telling me about PEA and, and the research that had been done on it for, for immune. I didn't know about the German study or the tank guys, uh, but she talked about the immune. And, and, and as far as I knew at that point, that's what PEA was. It was an immune supplement. And which is interesting because now you're saying, well, wait a minute, the immune system, the endocannabinoid system, you know, maybe it's kind of all the same thing, two sides of the same coin. 
which then, of course, makes all kinds of sense as to why it would also have a benefit on the pain side. But it was you when we were talking about uh, the reserve line with the CBD and THC that first mentioned PEA as a potential pain reliever. And I said, whoa, this is this is really interesting. And boy, the information I've received since then is just, it's really exciting. Okay, so you started with an immune product, uh, which is a, a, a very cool and unique formula. I'd never seen an immune product with PEA in it at that point. In fact, I still haven't seen another one with PEA in it. Uh, they're, they're probably out there, but I, I'm not aware of any of them. And then you decided we're also going to use this as a relief uh, product. So talk about how that happened. Yeah, well, the science just kept uh, winning us over. And, and I work with a bunch of skeptics, which is so healthy for me. A lot of scientists and doctors and regulators and lawyers, and I'm the one that gets so excited and I keep sending them papers and it just finally becomes, you can't ignore it. And so we decided what we need to do is we need to position PEA for pain and we need to combine it. We need to combine it with the cannabinoids so that we really get this this real entourage effect. And so our scientists and doctors, everybody kind of poked holes through it and, and they decided let's do the PEA, CBDA, the acid form, which most people don't know about, we'll talk about today. Yes. Nature's CBD, the aspirin of nature, hemp aspirin, CBDA, and CBD because we've recently learned more about its potential mechanisms of action. Remember, CBD has eluded us because we don't fully understand its mechanisms of action. We know a lot more about THC. We actually know a little bit more about how CBDA works potentially than even CBD. It's been a bit of an enigma, a mystery, but we'll talk about it today. Okay. And the scientists and doctors and formulators, everyone agreed, the most effective way to give people relief would be to combine non-habit forming anti-inflammatories. So that was the goal, right? Okay. Non-habit <clears throat> forming anti-inflammatories. So plus CBD relief, when people say, what is this for? What would I take this product for? I'll answer you. Relief addresses minor aches and pains and low-grade chronic inflammation that drives all health issues. It relieves minor aches and pains and low-grade chronic inflammation that drives all health issues, which means if you're looking for relief for minor aches and pains, try relief. If you have low-grade or chronic inflammation that's become self-sustaining, like millions of people, you know, 50 million people in America are in pain right now, 25% of America. So this is a much bigger, right? much bigger market, 20 to 25% is what it's a 50 to 75 million. It's, it's a bigger market than the stress market. The pain market is infinitely bigger than the stress market. And as you're learning today, they're all interconnected. So relief contains three of the most effective non-habit forming anti-inflammatories, CBDA, CBD, and PEA, offering you a safe alternative to risky non-steroidal anti-inflammatories and dangerous opioid painkillers. Now, I made a statement earlier. I want to fill that in here for a second. I said earlier that this ingredient addresses a large market with growth opportunities. One of them was opioid sparing. Remember I mentioned mm -hmm. that earlier? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I want to explain, tell this little story. 
One of my mentors, one of my medical scientific uh, mentors, Hector Lopez, Dr. Lopez. Has he ever been on your show? No. Okay, we got to get him let's on Let's get him. Show. I'd love to have him. We got to get him on. So I first, anytime I find anything new, he's like the first guy I call. And I called him up and I thought I found something new. And he goes, oh yeah, we use PA in the pain clinic. I said, we use PA in the, we use PA in the what pain clinic? <laughs> I was like, really? Okay. He goes, yeah, yeah. I had to import it from Italy and we were using it in the pain clinic. He said, because, you know, at a certain point you can't use any more non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Right. He goes, their stomachs bleed. They get these ulcers. He goes, and you can't give them opioids anymore because they get so constipated that they get really depressed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, in the pain clinic. So, so there, there are some, some videos online. There's a Dutch scientist who had been giving PEA to people that were at the edge. They could not take any more painkillers of any kind. And he gave them the PEA and not only reduced the amount of painkillers, there was research published where they gave morphine and opioids with PEA at the same time, and it prevented the patients from developing tolerance to the morphine. Now, part of that reason may be because of PEA's unique effect on the endocannabinoid system. PEA is an endogenous compound and a key regulator of the endocannabinoid system and inflammation, and check this out, this will be technical, PEA increases our CB2 receptors. The CB2 receptors are basically the circuit breaker for overactive immune activity. So PEA increases the CB2 receptors, right? A lot of those receptors get downregulated in a pathological state. So CBD is really helping to create systemic healing. And when I read that paper about how they gave PEA and the opioids and patients did not develop opioid tolerance, and then Dr. Hector told me they used it in the pain clinic. And the doctor in Holland said, we've been giving PEA to patients that cannot take any more painkillers. Now that really grabbed my attention because I started thinking, Jared, I started thinking about our younger customers. How many people are coming into your store now that are 40, maybe in their late 30s? How big is that audience? Are they, They're growing, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a big, a big portion of what we see. Who would we that see. be? Would that be your biggest audience now? Now that uh, that's a tough one. It's it's them or their parents. It's pretty close. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, yeah. So I want to speak for a moment since Jared and I grew up in this industry. Anyone that's, you know, between 30 to 40 that wonders why this industry wasn't focused on you, it's because you weren't focused on this industry. Okay. Young people were invincible. And finally, for the first time, younger people are being proactive and taking care of their health. Do you agree with this, Jared, in a oh, way yeah. you haven't seen before? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's okay. True. So let's take a young woman now for a moment. And let's think of this relief product and you're, you're standing there at the shelf and you're thinking, what do I take for endometriosis, right? What do I take for cramping and the relief product based on the science, based on the safety profile will appeal to that audience. This is my prediction, infinitely more than over the counter painkillers yeah. over the counter painkillers are going to be disrupted in a very, very big way 
because when they look at when you look at the science of PEA, it is as effective or more effective than anything that's on the market. So my prediction is when younger people finally start dealing with osteoarthritis, endometriosis, fibromyalgia, they're going to turn to the relief product because it's a combination of three of the most effective anti-inflammatories that are non-habit forming alternatives to risky non-steroidal anti-inflammatories and dangerous opioid painkillers. So that's why I'm so, this is the first and only triple action CBDA, CBD, and PEA combination available. Relief is the first and only triple action CBDA, CBD, and PEA combination available. And it's and an easy to swallow soft gel that targets all three pathways of pain and inflammation. And it's the biggest thing I've ever seen. And to make sure people are clear too, most people certainly at this point, unfortunately, are aware of opioids and what they've done and the crisis that we're dealing with. But non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, NSAIDs, that's aspirin, it's ibuprofen, it's Aleve, it's those types of pharmaceuticals that Stuart's talking about. So so the, the, this would be an alternative for those. Now, let's talk about the... the <clears throat> The one thing that you mentioned that you're right, you said very few people know about this, and yet everybody, CBD has blown up in such a big way that it you have to look under some rocks to find anybody that doesn't know what CBD is, you know, or at least has heard of it. But this raw CBD thing, this CBD acid, CBDA, very few people know what you're talking about with that. So will you explain that in a little bit more detail, please? Okay, thank you. So... Yeah, this is a combination. The relief product is a combination of the CBD, but as Jared said, also CBDA, the acid form that we're all going to hear a lot more about. It's going to get so popular. And then, of course, this PEA that we're so excited about. But CBDA is the way that CBD occurs in the hemp plant in nature. And some of your listeners may have heard this. I actually had heard this even before I took the job here. So before okay. 2014, I heard that there were some um, cannabis enthusiasts that were looking for the benefit of cannabis without red eyes, without being stoned, without being groggy, without any of the forgetfulness. Uh -huh. So there was a big movement out here now in California where I live of people taking raw hemp and juicing it, raw cannabis and juicing it, putting it through one of those Norwalk presses and mm -hmm. making basically weed grass juice. Okay. <laughs> <Instead of wheatbread. laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and they made a weed grass juice. I tried to sell it too. I tried to bring it in. We had it frozen from Holland. I was trying to sell my boss here. We could put it with dry ice and everything. They're like, Stuart, stop. I'm like, it's those like, ideas that get you shot down when you come up with something good like PEA. So you gotta be careful. Oh, completely. Where I'm like, let's, let's sell frozen <laughs> packages of weed grass juice, you know, and, and dry eyes. It was great. So I'd been reading about these people that, that had got the benefit of cannabis without being stoned. Now think okay. about that for a moment. Okay. That's both CBD and CBDA. If you can get not all, but a lot of the benefits, right? Without being stoned, that's why people were excited about this. I mean, let's face it. The amount of THC that's needed to eliminate pain leaves people high. Yeah. Why do you think Pfizer stopped trying to make it as a drug in 1985? That's all you need to know. They couldn't take the stone out of the anti-pain part, and thus they dropped the entire project right. in 1985. 
Okay, so the acids, getting back to Jared's question, the original form of cannabinoids in nature, when you take the hemp plant and you juice it, you don't have THC or CBD. Not at all. You have THCA, CBDA. What does that stand for? That's the acid. That's how it occurs in nature before anything is done to it. Before it sits in the sun, right? That can change some of the chemistry. Before you cook it, mm-hmm. right? And make a brownie out of it, that can change the chemistry. Mm-hmm. Until you put it into a joint or put it into a pipe or whatever you do, you, you smoke it. The heat changes it, changes, and it's no longer CBDA. It becomes CBD. So many of us have been very excited about CBDA, and that was the secret ingredient in our raw formula. Do you remember all those years, Jared, when you sold our original red raw formula? Mm-hmm. And some people said they got extra benefit with leaky gut. Yeah. Don't you remember hearing from Maggie uh-huh. and Miles, some people, if you have loose leaky gut and you got all kinds of uh, histamine and bad allergic reactions, try the CBDA in the raw formula. Remember that? Yeah. And, and the other thing is it was interesting because it also worked for headaches for a lot of people and migraines, which regular CBD didn't touch in most cases. Which is fascinating, which is, fa- and so, so when people say, well, it's a different structure, right? Does a different function. It appears as if CBDA is a selective COX-2 inhibitor. So yeah. is aspirin. CBD, when I, a, when I call it can aspirin, mm-hmm. it's nature's aspirin from hemp. And so the godfather of cannabinoids, Professor Raphael Meshulam, I read all of his stuff and years and years ago, he was saying the acids are going to be huge. When people figure out about CBDA, it's going to be huge. The problem is it's hard to find and it's not stable. So it's hard to find and it's not stable. So CV Sciences has partnered with this group that this is all they do, right? Check this out, Jared. They're giving us our CBDA with a water extracted process. Wow. They're using high pressure water to extract the CBDA. You know why? You don't want any heat. You need the water to be cold. You need cold water extraction because if the water's hot, you convert the CBDA to CBD. So it is truly keeping it as close to as it was in nature as you possibly can doing it that way. It's so amazing. I mean, when I think about it like this, CBDA is a selective COX-2 inhibitor that modulates the first key step in the synthesis of the pain signals that are converted from arachidonic acid. We remember that all from our fish oil world. If you're just joining us and you weren't with us 20 years ago, right? Uh, The reason people take aspirin is because it prevents the pain signal. CBDA works on the exact same target right? The first step in the synthesis of the pain signal, these are compounds made from the COX-2 enzyme. CBDA is a natural way to modulate that. And it is so exciting. We've never seen, I've never seen anything like CBDA that has this kind of safety profile and has this kind of promise. So the idea from the doctors and the scientists based on the data was let's combine CBD so that we can help the endocannabinoid system. Let's combine CBDA 
as a selective COX-2 inhibitor. And then let's add the PEA for the previously unrecognized control node in the transition from acute to chronic pain. That's why I say this is the first and only triple action, CBDA, CBD, and PEA combination available. And what is it for? It's for minor aches and pains and low-grade chronic inflammation that drives all health issues. Now, we didn't say it early on in the show. I think it's important to say inflammation drives all health issues. Yeah, it, 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 the world is finally Cancer, accepted. heart disease, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, these are all inflammatory conditions, diabetes. So we're going to, we need to sign off on the radio here. We've gone to our, our time limit. So if you're listening on Vitality Radio, uh, on, on the actual radio, you're not listening to the podcast. We're going to pick this conversation back up because there's way more stuff to share. And we're going to do probably another half hour on the podcast. So you go to vitalityradio.com. You go to your favorite podcast app. Look for Vitality Radio with Jared St. Clair. You will find us there. And this show in its entirety will be there, plus an additional 30 minutes or so where we'll wrap up even uh, more of the science and go deeper into PEA, deeper into how PEA and CBD and even THC can work together to give you the relief that you're looking for. That's what we'll do. Also remember, April 22nd and 23rd, I'll be speaking at the Be Healthy Utah Conference in Sandy, Utah. I would love to have you there along with 35 other amazing speakers, some great vendors uh, with booths that you'll want to see. Use the code VITALITY30 to get a discount and get into both days for just 30 bucks. BeHealthyUtah.com is where you go for that. If you have questions on anything you've heard on Vitality Radio, call us, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. And please check us out online at vitalitynutrition.com. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. For years at Vitality Nutrition, we've struggled with the question, what can I do to help my aching joints? About 20 years ago, glucosamine and chondroitin appeared on the market, and for the first time, we had something natural that actually made a real difference for a lot of our customers. But over the years, glucosamine products seemed to still only work for a certain percentage of the people who tried them, and then only seemed to help so much. Then came hyaluronic acid. A healthy joint regularly secretes a substance called hyaluronic acid. This compound is slippery and provides lubrication and cushion to the joint. As we age, we produce less of this vital substance. The problem is that supplements containing this promising ingredient don't absorb well and mostly get wiped out in the stomach. Well, about eight years ago, Jared discovered a company who had figured out how to solve this problem. The product they developed is called Baxel, and it is amazing. Baxel is a liquid that's almost flavorless, and according to the clinical trials, when taken twice daily, provides significant relief to 84% of people who use it. At Vitality, we love Baxel because it works. It's as simple as that. Plus, it's 100% guaranteed. If your joints creak and pop, if you experience discomfort, pain, or stiffness, then you owe it to yourself to try Baxel today. 
Vaxel is available at Vitality Nutrition and online at vitalitynutrition.com. Come visit us at 107 South 500 West in Bountiful, Utah. Check us out online or call us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, so here we are uh, continuing the conversation that we were having on the radio. For those of you who are on the radio, welcome to the podcast, and I want this to be a lesson to you. The podcast is the best place to listen to Vitality Radio. I do stuff on the podcast they won't let me do on the radio. I talk about things they don't want me to talk about on the radio. And I interview amazing guests like Stuart Tomp uh, in greater depth on the podcast. So this is where you want to be. Thank you for joining us. Let's jump right back in. Stuart, I have something in front of me that when you sent it to me just yesterday, I looked at it and I said, no way, no way. That's too good. And it's called the number needed to treat. Now, I want to preface this with something I mentioned on my show, I don't even know, six months ago, maybe a year ago, I talked about um, a few drugs that are heavily prescribed that are not, in my opinion, particularly effective, one of which is cholesterol drugs, uh, statins, Lipitor, Zocor, you name the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, the generics, you know, Simvastatin and so on and so forth. And these things are one of the most heavily prescribed drugs in the world, in America especially. And the number needed to treat, and what this is, the number needed to treat is how many people have to be treated by the drug in order for one person to benefit from the drug in a, in a significant way. And in the case of Lipitor, Zocor, these kind of things, it was Lipitor, I believe, specifically that this study was on. And I hope I'm, I'm correct on that. I'm going off memory here. But regardless, it was a statin drug that's, that's in regular use here in America. It took 250 people to be treated by that drug to prevent one cardiovascular event. That's either a stroke or a heart attack. And they had to be treated for 10 years for that to happen. So 10 years on this drug, 250 people treated before one person prevented a stroke or a heart attack. Every time I tell somebody that, they look at me like I'm crazy. Like, what? Then why are so many people taking this stuff? Well, you th that's a great question. <laughs> so the question I have for you, Stuart, is how many people need to be treated with PEA for them to see a significant benefit in their pain relief? 1.7. 250 for a statin drug for Prevention of a heart attack, 1.7 people, not even two people, more than one out of every two people is going to get benefit from PEA when it comes to pain. Now, this is interesting to me, Stuart, too. It goes further than that. We're talking about a very specific study on a specific type of pain known as sciatic. Uh, where is it? I'm looking at the paper here, Stuart. Help me out. Sciatic. Lumbosciatic analgesic. Lumbosciatic analgesic. So that's low back sciatic pain. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you don't have that, if you out there listening right now have never experienced low back or sciatic pain or the combination of the two, it is one of the most difficult forms of pain I've ever had to try and help somebody relieve. 
There are things that we can recommend. We can recommend magnesium to help relax and calm the nervous system and relax the muscle tissue, and it helps. We can recommend things like turmeric. Uh, we can recommend things like uh, CBD even. We can recommend uh, topical CBD, which actually has helped maybe more than anything I've ever sold for that. Uh, or even topical magnesium with CBD, my favorite combination. People rub that in. And it helps and it provides a little bit of relief, but not for everybody. I have the the, the dearest person in my life uh, has struggled with sciatic pain, Stuart, for 20 years 20 years, every single day, low back and sciatic pain. And I've, you better believe I've got her on all the CBD things and all the magnesium things and all the turmeric things, and they haven't done the job. They've helped, but they haven't done the job. And this says that PEA will do the job at a number needed to treat of only 1.7. That's phenomenal to me. Yeah, this is such a big deal. Jared, I think that that one paper, there's so many things we can share, but if you come into the store and you want the relief that you're looking for, let's make some copies of that paper in the International Journal of Molecular Science. I mean, it's a heavy duty review. If you noticed where it came out of, it comes out of the endocannabinoid research group in Italy. Did you see that? It mm -hmm. comes right out of the endocannabinoid research group in Italy. The title of the, title of the paper is PEA, a nutritional approach a nutritional approach to keep neuroinflammation within physiological boundaries, a systemic review. Now, what I said earlier, I need to say it again now, slowly and clearly. There is a group working on a pharmaceutical drug to prevent your body from breaking your PEA down. That is an inhibitor. They want to compete with all painkillers and opioids as the third next generation safe and effective way to deal with pain. So when I found this paper the other day, I sent it over to one of our medical advisors and then I forwarded you that response, Jared. Mm -hmm. You saw the response from Dr. Jamie Caroon from the Cannabis Research Institute, published expert, master's in public health, naturopathic doctor, and you saw his response. This is impressive. Yeah. He says, here's his note. So 1.7 people would need to take, uh, now this number is important. They tested 600 milligrams of micronized PEA, which is equivalent to half as much of our PEA, the Levagen plus PEA, right? So you're looking at maybe taking uh, two of our relief capsules a day. Anyone can, that, that's doable. For a person to experience 50% pain reduction from low back pain due to compression on the sciatic nerve. I've never heard of anything like that. Anything like that. Nothing. Not, not pharmaceutical, not natural, and certainly not anything that is safe like this. And let me make a point about that. When people ask me, they're like, well, what's the safety with PEA? Okay, it's about 10 times safer than CBD. Depending on the assay, it may be even more. <laughs> no, so if, if you're older and you're sick, right, you want to try the relief product, right? Instead of trying huge amounts of cannabinoids. So that's why we were so excited about this. The idea that 1.7 people could get 50% relief from pain, from low back pain with a product that's available right now in your store. 
It's unheard of. It is. And and let's compare it because let, let's go apples to apples on this thing. They did a comparison with the PEA yep. against some pharmaceuticals that are commonly used for this same condition. <laughs> Tricyclic antidepressants yielded a score of 3.5. So 1.7 for PEA. 3.5 for tricyclic antidepressants. So it's about it's about half as effective as... as so wait, real quick about that. Did, I didn't know this until a few years ago. And one of my doctor friends told me that that's a common practice when people have uncontrollable pain to give them SSRIs. Yeah, it's, and it's, a, it's crazy. Do it's, you know it's the most commonly prescribed drug for IBS? Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. What does that tell you about how this 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 works? <laughs> That's incredible. It's... So so think about that number there for a second. And there's some other numbers in there. Yeah. So one one point seven for PEA versus three point five for tricyclic antidepressants. Then something known as an SNRI, which is another form of antidepressant, that yielded six point four. So now we're about four times as effective for PEA. And then gabapentin. If you've had sciatic, chronic sciatic pain, you've probably been probably been prescribed gabapentin. If you've had nerve pain or neuropathy, you've probably been prescribed gabapentin. And if you've ever been prescribed gabapentin, you probably don't want to ever be prescribed gabapentin again. Because <laughs> every time I ever talk to anybody uh -huh. who's ever been on gabapentin, all they do is complain about all the side effects from gabapentin. And then you know what they tell me, Stuart? Mm -hmm. Plus it didn't work anyway. That's what they tell me. I hear it all the time. That's all anecdotal, but this is scientific. Gabapentin's a 7.2 on that scale versus 1.7. And then here's a drug. I don't even know what this one is. Do you know what this one is? Preg pregabalin? Yeah. Pregabalin? Yeah. I'm not familiar with that one. It's, it's a, uh, but it gets a 7.7. .7. Yeah, it's, a, it's another powerful drug that they use in the attempt to try to understand where the pain is coming from. Think about that. I've got pain, so I'm going to take an antidepressant and gabapentin that's for epilepsy. They're trying to figure out where the pain is coming from. So one of the notes, that something that came together for me that was so beautiful, so beautiful when I realized, let's go back in the Wayback Machine to when they first discovered CBD. They were giving CBD to epileptic children mm -hmm. that no longer got benefit. And they were taking benzodiazepines, gabapentin. Yeah. They were taking all the anti-epileptic drugs. Why did the CBD on top of all of the medication confer an additional 40% reduction, reduction in seizures? That's because of the role of CBD. Remember I said, we still don't know how it works. We still don't know how it works. Molecular glue is one theory, but the other theory is CBD boosts your body's cannabinoids. Right. So it boosts the cannabinoids and then the cannabinoids then speak to the cannabinoid receptors and the trip V1. That's the capsaicin. That's the pain receptor. Well, guess what, Jared? We just found out that PEA also increases those endocannabinoids safely. So PEA's effects are so nuanced. PEA actually increases 2AG and anandamide, which directly activate your CB1 and your CB2 and your TRIP-V1 receptors. So I read a paper the other day. Jerry, check this out. It says, is it time to test PEA against seizures? <gasps> mm. Oh, how about a disruption there? Wow. That's Wait a minute. CBD was just purchased 
from GW Pharmaceuticals by Jazz Pharmaceuticals for seven and a half billion dollars. And every time wow. you give kids all that PEA, I'm sorry, all that CBD, you're always worried about the liver effects, right? There's always an issue about, you know, it's a powerful medication. It works at these huge doses. And the paper I read said, is it time to test PEA's anti-seizure property? So keep your eye on this space. Your body makes PEA. It's different. It's orthomolecular medicine. So let's just quickly talk about these mechanisms. So PEA is made in your body. It's a key regulator of the endocannabinoid system and inflammation. Remember, mm -hmm. the endocannabinoid system is simply the immune system misnamed. That's all. Okay. Because endocannabinoids <laughs> are icosanoids, right? Period. That's it. PEA increases the expression of your CB2 receptor. That's the immune receptor. So that's a receptor that gets downregulated in cases of all kinds of inflammation. So PEA enhances your body's natural way of dealing with inflammation. It then naturally increases your endocannabinoids, which activate the cannabinoid receptors and reduce pain. Then, this is also, this is so cool. We didn't get to cover this on the show. PEA inhibits the activation of mast cells. Which means if you have allergic stuff going on, like I used to have, you know, those people, Jerry, where you scratch them and they get a little welt mm -hmm. and they're always getting allergic reactions to things and they got mm -hmm. leaky gut. Oh my goodness. If you have any allergies or any leaky gut, you take the relief product, you take the PEA because when the mast cells degranulate, right? During an, immu an immune response, an allergic reaction, rather a big allergic reaction, PEA helps to blunt that degranulation of all those pro-inflammatory markers that just show up as a result of this uncontrollable allergy. So any allergy suffers, mucus, leaky gut, leaky brain, and then PEA also reduces the activation of the immune cells in your brain. So not only does it tighten up your leaky gut, it tightens up your leaky brain barrier right? The blood brain barrier. Everyone's talking about the leaky gut. How about leaky brain? Leaky, leaky gut causes leaky brain. PA right. reduces the activation of microglia and astrocytes, right? Because they're being overactivated because you have leaky gut, you have leaky brain, you've got all these toxins going up in your head. Yeah. So the clinical data available suggests that PEA is superior to ibuprofen and opiates in the treatment of pain. Do you see why we needed to do that on the podcast? I'll start going out <laughs> saying that. I'm serious. This time I will have a canoeing accident while I'm on spring break somewhere. Whoops, he just fell off the boat. He was he was helping us out. Now they killed him. <laughs> no, seriously, because this is the biggest information I've ever seen. This is a well-researched compound in preclinical and clinical studies. Here's what's going to happen. The, the results will come out in the drug studies. People are going to flock to the stores to buy it. Mm -hmm. The bigger trend is the pharmaceutically green API. What does that mean? All the drugs for the people that are in their late 30s and early 40s, my prediction, the most successful drugs will be green. They'll be pharmaceutically green. What does that mean? They won't be brand new molecules that are made that nobody knows what they are. So you can control them. Right? right? We have three examples we can point to. EPA, right? Here's my bottle right here, a thousand milligrams per soft gel, right? Mm -hmm. That's already now a drug. 
Four of those a day, 4,000 milligrams a day, lowers death 25%. That's EPA. Is that a supplement or is that a drug? CBD, you can go into Vitality and buy it right now, or you can get a prescription for treatment-resistant epilepsy on top of standard of care, lowers seizures 40% on top of standard of care. And now, mm -hmm. palmitoyl ethanolamide that has a number to treat of 1.7. You take two of these a day, one person experiences 50% relief from low back pain due to compression of the sciatic nerve. Can you see why I said this is going to be the biggest game changer for pain and inflammation, at least so far in our lifetime? You see why I'm so jacked about this now? Yeah, it's it's exciting. It really is. This is, it's really, really fascinating stuff. And I love so much when we can find compounds in nature that don't replace the way that the body or, or <gasps> circumnavigate, you know, that that's not the right word. What, what's the word I'm looking for? No, no, I think real quick. I think you're talking about inhibitors versus modulators. Yeah, exactly. You know, things that don't replace the way the body is naturally meant to function, but enhance the way the body is naturally meant to function. And of course... But, but to that point, that's why the pain experts, because nobody's been able to handle pain. We've got a, par a heroin epidemic. We, we No one's been able to handle pain. So the idea that PEA, I want to say this on the podcast, we said this off air, but I want people to hear this. PEA, according to the scientists, is not a great drug because your body breaks it down at different rates. Remember, based on how mm -hmm. stressed out you are, you might make less of it, more inflammation, you might right. break it down faster. So it's really hard to give someone X number of milligrams of PEA and get a consistent result. That's what they want right. with drugs. So when I heard the expert say that, he said, this is not a great drug. I said, it's an awesome supplement. Yes. It's not a great drug. It's the best supplement I've ever seen. So they, they, his group, Dr. Piamelli, they've now decided they're going to make a drug and they're going to target this N-acylethanolamine acid amidase. That's the enzyme that breaks it down. They're going to make an inhibitor. They're going to make an N-AAA inhibitor, put through the drug approval process right now the previously unrecognized control node in the transition from acute to chronic pain. And he's going to win a Nobel prize and they're going to get so rich. No one's even know how, how to spend that kind of money. And in the meantime, <laughs> no, seriously, yeah, we've got the relief right. product. Yeah. We've got the relief product. And, and I promise to do this in the podcast, the relief product has no THC on purpose. If you want to combine the relief product with the reserve if you are in a boatload of trouble and pain and, and Jared, that new thousand milligram roll on stick. Yeah. How much do you like that? Yeah. That stuff's great. I'm, I'm personally using that and I love it. You know where we learned, finally learned about that from the doctors at A4M. Cause we have a thousand milligram roll on yeah. for the doctors, And these are, these, these are some doctors that will have never taken CBD mm -hmm. and will never recommend it to their patients or THC. And guess what? They like that thousand milligram roll on and they love the idea of PEA. Interesting. They love the idea of PEA. Well, I want to I want to bring something up that I think is pretty important for people to consider. Early on in the in the uh, interview, we were first starting to talk about this. You you mentioned your your buddy Hector, Dr. Hector Lopez. Lopez, Dr. Hector Lopez. And he said, "Oh yeah, PEA, we use it in the pain clinic." 
And then he followed that up with something along the lines of, yeah, because they can't use NSAIDs for very long because they start to bleed. And they can't use opiates because they get constipated. And of course, also opiates are horrifyingly addictive and, you know, so on and so forth. Right. And, and, and we know opiates like we know absolutely clinically that opiates are horrible for chronic pain anyway. The effectiveness wears off over time. They don't really do the job long term. And they're fantastic when, you know, morphine is what you want when you are in a really bad way in the hospital after an accident or something like that. But it's really not the answer for long-term chronic arthritis and things like that, right? It's typically prescribed for, you know, five days, 10 days after you've had your wisdom teeth out or, you know, those types of things. And that's where opiates, you know, have, have well, at least intentionally were had belonged. And then they've become such an abuse category and everything else. But it's interesting to me that in the medical world, <laughs> it, it, really blows my mind to some degree, but I guess I, I think I understand the reasons why. In the medical world, it's like, okay, we're going to use a drug until we can't use the drug anymore. And then we're going to, hopefully we're going to have a new drug by then, or we're going to have a new option. And they're saying, we're going to use ibuprofen, 800 milligrams, three times or four times a day. And maybe we're even going to stack that with Tylenol because that's happening now. Now they're stacking the two to get a better result, taking it at the same time. There's even, there's now a Tylenol with ibuprofen in it that's sold over the counter. I don't know if you're familiar with that one, Stuart. Uh, but uh, my dentist actually told me about us, how I found out about it. And we're going to use that over time. And then over time, what's going to happen is you're going to start to have internal bleeding or your liver enzymes are going to kick up from too much Tylenol. And then we're going to find something else. But why in the world <laughs> are we taking that approach when we can try something like this? And of course, PEA is is old, but it's brand new, so we didn't know about this. But even still, CBD, CBDA, turmeric, omega-3s, all the other things that we have known about that can help people at, at the very least take less ibuprofen and less Tylenol and not have to resort to things like opiates. And now we have this, what appears to be a pretty magical tool in PEA that can get us away from them because not only does it work, but it appears to work better than those things, which is phenomenal because we haven't been able to say that before right you know this is maddening but there's also a law and there's the food and drug administration and so there's prevention versus a therapeutic agent so we have to say our product is for healthy living mm -hmm. to keep healthy people healthy once you name it and blame it and you say here i've got chronic inflammation i've got rheumatoid arthritis, I've got neurological disease, I've got cancer, I've got cardiovascular disease. What do I take? It's the intended use in this country that takes a supplement and turns it into a drug. Right. So I'm trying to get people to understand that if vitamin D is both a supplement and a 50,000 IU prescription. Right. If CBD is available at Vitality and your pharmacy... <laughs> Right. Do you see where I'm yeah. going? If omega-3, which we've talked about for years, is now two pharmaceutical drugs and more in the works, yep. that concept of pharmaceutically green API, a growing trend in inflammatory and related therapeutics. Let's go back to the younger audience. You're 30, 35 years old. You're dealing with early signs of arthritis or autoimmune disease or neurological diseases. Will you be more attracted to the story here of PEA? CBD and CBDA, or will you be more attracted to what Jared said? Let's combine the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories 
with acetaminophen or Xanax <laughs> that we never really understood how they work. Well, guess what? Both acetaminophen and Xanax work on the endocannabinoid system. Psych! <laughs> Let me say it again. Both acetaminophen and Xanax work on the endocannabinoid system. Psych! That's such a big deal. Tylenol creates this metabolite which works on the endocannabinoid system. And then you take too much of it, right? You go to the hospital, you've got Tylenol poisoning. Do you know what they give you there, Jared? You inhale some N-acetylcysteine mm -hmm. when you have Tylenol poisoning because you need to create more antioxidants and more glutathione because you just created all kinds of damage in your liver. Yeah. Now, if you can take PEA, CBD and CBDA, if you can take relief and then add the reserve, why do we want to add the reserve? We want to engage the CB1 receptor only a little bit. Why? When you take 40 milligrams of THC, you might not be in pain, but you can't walk. <laughs> That's why. No, seriously. It is true. I mean, <laughs> it's just all. Yeah. I mean, so, I wonder why the FDA doesn't like THC. Well, you can, it's a recreational product. You shouldn't be walking if you take it. You know? Right. So for us to really embrace what we have here, we are on the precipice of this pharmaceutical green API, this growing trend in inflammatory and related therapeutics, where these natural sources, because they're highly concentrated and targeted by their definition, they become drugs. So both the same compound that acts as a dietary supplement and a food for the body, depending on your intended use, the same exact thing can be a drug. Now that requires um, that we get with the program. No, seriously. When people are like, this sounds like it's a bunch of lies from the government. No, it's not. No, this is the compromise that we made. Supplements do not treat diseases. They keep healthy people healthy. I'll say this now. Healthy living and staying healthy is harder than treating a disease now. How's that? Staying healthy and healthy living is harder than treating a disease now. Our job is harder than it was before. Remember for so many years we were told, you guys can't really treat diseases with those supplements. They're not all that effective. Mm -hmm. I got this report right here. I love this one. This really, I brought this to my attention. Study strengthens case that vitamins cannot treat COVID-19. Vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc were not found to lessen the patient's chances of dying from COVID-19. What a dumb study. Okay, here, <laughs> let me help you out. If you're deficient in vitamin C and vitamin D and zinc, your chances of actually getting sick in the first place go up exponentially. Yes. Of course you can't take somebody with COVID and then give them this vitamin C. <laughs> Do you see where I'm cracking up here? Yeah. it's Our job is to keep healthy people healthy. Yeah. And the studies on that, you know, just without sidetracking too much, you know, we, we have excellent evidence that if somebody who gets COVID has a high enough level of vitamin D, then their morbidity rate is very, very low compared to someone who gets COVID and has very low vitamin D. But the problem is- And then takes a whole bunch of yeah, vitamin D. Once you get COVID, the ship has already sailed, right? You've got to have that preventative element in the mix already. And, and that is, of course, what we're always talking about on the alternative side of things always is prevention- right? An ounce of prevention is a pound of cure and so on and so forth. So we're not looking at something that, uh, that where we're wanting to treat a disease. We're wanting to do something where we don't get the disease and we keep exactly. ourselves healthy, and, right? And that's why I said the transition relief is going to help you prevent transitioning from acute to chronic inflammation. I'll speak for myself. I got so stressed out recently 
that I wasn't having a good inflammatory response. Like I would get a cut that would take a long time to heal. Mm -hmm. And I got some dental work done, this implant. Uh -huh. and, and the doctor looked at my jaw and he said, man, you're not healing. And it was an intense moment for me. He goes, look at you. You look so healthy. You look so vibrant. You look so strong. Man, my immune system was whacked. I was Dude, stressed stress. out of my mind. Yeah. Stressed out of my mm -hmm. mind. So what happened? The, I, I wasn't able to amount, to mount the proper acute inflammatory response. That's why you want a healthy endocannabinoid system so it remains surveillant. And that's what we're trying to do here. So that's why Jared and I say we want to make sure that you eat right. We need the right amount of lipids. We need the right amount of phenols. We need the right gut microbiota. We need the right amount of fiber so that we can feed the bugs in the gut that are making the darn neurotransmitters. And then if someone's still in pain, they can try the relief, add a little bit of the reserve. I want to make sure that I'm making that point. The reason you want to add the re reserve product if you're in extreme pain is so that you can engage the CB1 receptor just a little bit. Remember, one spray, Jared, of, of, of the reserve is 0 0.5 milligrams of THC. Right. Did you remember it was that low? Yep. I'm holding the bottle right here. I just used it before we started. Okay. Yep. So some people that are in extreme pain might want to start with the relief and then one spray. Use the roll-on. You need the thousand. Let me explain why you need the roll-on. You need the topical CBD when you're dealing with horrible uh, central, central sensitization and sciatica. It's interesting that you say this. You said earlier you got better relief before we had the relief using the concentrated topical CBD for sciatica and pain. Mm. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? So that's why we want you to hit it from every angle. And so if you can do the dietary corrections, right? There's a paper I sent to Jared uh, that ties it all together about why diet is so important for your endocannabinoid system. Mm -hmm. And we can he can have copies of that there at the store. So we're really trying to give someone an entire picture here. We're not trying to say here, got pain, take this. Got pain, take this. That is an oversimplified argument. I'm sorry, whether it comes from pharma or from supplements, yeah. right? I've seen a lot of my friends in the supplement business say, oh, here, you got pain? Just take this. That's an oversimplification. We have a product here that has a number to treat of 1.7. There is enough evidence now to suggest that two capsules of the relief, you'll have a 50% reduction in pain from low back pain due to compression of sciatica nerve. We've not seen anything like that before. So what we're trying to do is to increase the endogenous PEA. And in that paper I sent you, uh, Rob, uh, if, if you noticed, I, 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 you can, you can kind of rob yourself blind a little bit if you only think that you can get PEA from the supplement. Did you notice those foods? I sent you that, mm -hmm. that paper that listed some of the foods with PEA. Yeah. Don't rob yourself blind and say, oh, no, no, I don't get any PEA. So you have to have a healthy diet. And you've got to use these products for it to really work. Yeah. And, and with everything, when it comes to the human body and optimal health, it's always a bit of a puzzle to put together. We don't, we don't perform at our best when we're not taking care of our bodies in a variety of ways. It's like diet without exercise isn't as good as diet with exercise. And exercise without diet isn't as good as diet as exercise. 
uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. It's not the same thing. And and if we are low in omega threes, we need to make sure that we're getting that balance. And if we're we're low in magnesium, a, a, an essential nutrient mm-hmm. that most of us are deficient in, we need to look at that. So there are different things to keep in mind. But what is really interesting, though, I will I will mention, Stuart, is that I anticipate that when they were doing this study on the number needed to treat, and they got to 1.7, they weren't also supplementing these people with 4,000 milligrams of omega three and 350 milligrams of magnesium and putting them on a Mediterranean diet, right? So people living the normal American lifestyle were still getting benefits from this, but what we really want, well, I don't think this was in America. Where was this? Uh, I, 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 Italy? I think you said it was, I think it was an Italian study. So maybe they were eating the Mediterranean diet. <laughs> Probably. But the, yeah, that was Italy. So, so yeah, so maybe a little bit better diet, maybe a little bit better. But to, but to your point, that you you can't combine just the ingredients, right? There's research that says CBD, CBDA, and PEA, even without changing your diet, which we want to focus on, is effective. So then, can we get it even more effective if we take care of the whole self, right? And that's really what this is about. So let's talk really briefly before we move on, and then we we're going to need to wrap this up pretty soon. The reserve line from CV Sciences that's 25 milligrams of CBD and 2.5 milligrams of THC per dose. That's A dose is five pumps of the liquid. There's also a gummy if you prefer a gummy. Um, I prefer the liquid. It tastes great, and I can measure it out really, really easily. Um, there's no cost savings one way or the other, so it's just really a preference thing. But I prefer the liquid. That's what I use. And as Stuart was saying, maybe you don't need 2.5 THC. Maybe you only need 0.5, or maybe you need one. So take a pump, take two pumps, take three pumps, be experimental with it, see how you feel. Um, that combination will then take the relief, I believe, uh, up a notch for a high percentage of people. And of course, you can start out with just the relief, see what it does for you. You can add the reserve in, see what that does. If you're someone who's already a, a reserve enthusiast, I have lots of those people listening to the show, then you already have experimented with with the reserve. You know what it does. You know how it works for you. Add the relief in and see what that does, what that uh, shift makes. And then also keep in mind that the studies have been done on a variety of different potencies. It appears that the optimal potency is about two, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, of the relief formula, which gives you about 350 milligrams of the Levagen PEA, the best PEA out there at the most bioavailable form. Uh, one, And because we have a half-life with CBD of about 10 to 12 hours, if I understand correctly, taking it in the morning, taking it again at night, you're getting pretty close to 24-hour coverage, um, which makes me, uh, begs the question, PEA, what do we know about the half-life Well, I'm so happy that you're asking that. Um, We just exhibited at Expo West, and I was with my... uh, the co-worker, right. my co-worker, Andrew Dorf, um, I, I don't, I can mention his name. He's a friend of mine. And uh, it was so great because he really, he wants the stuff to work, right? He knows how much I love the science, but he wants the stuff just to work on him right away or on anybody. And it was so much fun being at the show, right. having him tell me, wow, you know, I, I was doing all the Peloton during the, you know, the, while I was at home and I, you know, I overdid it a little bit. I'm taking the relief and I feel incredible. So it was fun to watch him say, you know, I, I took one of those, I took two of those, I got like six or eight hours worth of relief, right? And then I was able to take some more. And he's dealing with something really, really intense. And that's why we wanted to, to take the time to give you the whole kit and caboodle, 
right? To give you, let's change your diet. Let's get the omega-3. Right. Let's sleep more. Let's pray more. Let's forgive more. Let's be less angry. All those things and use these products. So right. what, I, what I wanted to make sure that I shared before we're totally out of time, that there is clinical evidence published online. I sent it to you about how the combination that we have in relief, CBD, CBDA, and PEA provides better analgesic anti-pain than PEA alone or CBD and CBDA alone. That one paper, as we wrap this up, right? Do you remember me sending you that with that visual graphic? Okay, yeah. so I want people to yep. know this. What does, how does relief work and what makes it unique? At the end of the day, Look, at cannabis is extremely biologically active. We've only begun to unlock the anti-inflammatory and immune-supporting powers of cannabis. We don't know much. But relief works by restoring normal levels of your body's anti-inflammatory and analgesic agents. That's right from the paper. And is more effective than using CBD, CBDA, or PEA alone. That is a 2021 right. paper that ties it all together. What do I mean? They looked at CBD and CBDA and said, yeah, that's analgesic. They looked at PEA and they said, yeah, that's analgesic. But then they combined the hemp with the PEA and the CBD and the CBDA. They said, yeah, that's really analgesic. So I predict yeah. that this is the kind of formula here. 20 years from now, you'll see the relief formula. Trust me. It'll be like a major, major company will have a, just a standard over-the-counter alternative next to everything else you can take for pain. So don't wait 10 or 20 years. Get in on it now. Yeah, and I'll tell you what's interesting about that too, and I want to I emphasize that because I do believe, and I know you do as well, Stuart, and we've alluded to it quite a bit in the second half of the show, that we really do want to, as, as often as possible, find complementary things that we can take, right? So we talked about early in the show, omega-3 enhances the effect of CBD, right? So it makes sense to take omega-3 with CBD every time that you're taking CBD. Well, it appears that that same thing is happening with CBD and CBDA and PEA. But when we talked about that number needed to treat at 1.7, it's only PEA. It'd be really interesting to see what the number needed to treat is with PEA plus CBD plus CBDA, and even more fascinating if we put just a teeny little bit of THC in there and, and see what works. we could right? get them fasting so, and eating right. This is so cool. There you go. <laughs> and forgiving their neighbor. Yeah, you mentioned that. That's a good one. All right, so this is this is awesome. Uh, Stuart and I could talk you know, for 10 more hours about this, and, and I hopefully you're not tired of hearing it, but we are going to wrap this up. I don't want to take any more of Stuart's valuable time. I sure appreciate all of the information that you've shared with us, Stuart. Thank you so much. Are there any parting words before I let yeah, you Yeah, I go? just can't thank you enough, Jared, for spending all of these years. I'm so grateful that you were willing to take all of your own personal time to keep building the podcast and building the show. There are few places in the world where you can get this kind of information. This long form conversation, in my opinion, is the only way that we can truly trust this information and learn it. So my closing thought is don't just take our word for it. Get online, go to pubmed.gov, start reading the studies about Levagen Plus. You're going to see why we say that this new product, Relief, addresses minor aches and pains 
and low-grade chronic inflammation that drives all health issues. You're going to see why we're so excited that Relief contains three of the most effective non-habit-forming anti-inflammatories, CBDA, CBD, and PEA, offering a safe alternative to risky non-steroidal anti-inflammatories and dangerous opioid painkillers. And finally, this is the first and only triple action CBDA, CBD, and PEA combination available. And in my opinion, this is the most effective pain modulating product ever created. So I can't wait to hear the feedback from your customers. We're getting feedback from across the country. Very first bottle, people going back into the stores. What did I get? I just took two of those. What is that? So if you're seeking relief, you've got to come into Vitality and ask Jared for this product. Absolutely. And I encourage you to do that with the knowledge that we stand behind everything that we sell. So there's no risk to you. This is going to be something that I am, I really genuinely am so excited to get that feedback because I've never sold anything like this. There hasn't been anything like this. This is truly unique, truly new, and truly exciting to me. Uh, Stuart, I greatly appreciate it, and I echo your statement. Don't take our word for it. Uh, we are two passionate people doing the research, trying to figure out what the truth is in all of the science that's being done and all of the marketing that comes along with all of the science that's being done and trying to really get out there what we believe is the most accurate information that we have. But we are just two guys doing some research. Do your own. Get to the place where you feel like you are best educated to take charge of your health. For too long in America, we've been handing our health care over to somebody else. And that frustrates me like maybe nothing else ever has. We got to recognize that we have, there is one person, one person only responsible for your health, and that is you. It's not the guy in the white coat. It's not the guy on the radio. It's not the guy in San Diego talking to the guy on the radio. Get your information, use this information, and build your plan for optimal health and health freedom, and you will be a happier and healthier person because of it. Thank you, Stuart. You are wonderful, a dear friend, and we will talk again soon, and I will give you the feedback that I hear from the people listening to this show as soon as I hear it. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, I'm going to wrap this thing up with just a couple of parting words for you. Uh, I hope this was useful for you. I hope you enjoyed it. I believe that you probably did because very rarely do I ever do an interview with Stuart that I don't hear lots of people saying, wow, that was great. So I expect to hear more of that. But uh, sincerely, what I really want to hear from you, if you decide to, to give this a shot, is I want to hear what it does, how it works, how you do. We love that feedback. It's extremely valuable to us to help other people that have similar situations to what you're dealing with. So we'd love to hear that. Remember, I am speaking at the Be Healthy Utah Conference in Sandy, Utah, the 22nd and 23rd. I'll be there both days, all day, uh, speaking on the 23rd, but uh, we'll have a table there where uh, you'll be able to uh, introduce yourself to me, ask the questions that you have, get to know me a little bit better, and I get to know you, which I love. That's on the 22nd and 23rd. Go to BeHealthyUtah.com. That's BeHealthyUtah.com and use the code VITALITY30 and it'll save you 17 bucks. You'll get in for $30 for both days and it will be worth your time and your money. I absolutely promise you that. It's a great, great conference. And if you have questions about anything you've heard on Vitality Radio, you always call us 801 801- 
801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or check out our new website uh, online at vitalitynutrition.com. Due to some issues with the online sale of CBD products, we do not have the relief or the reserve products on our website, vitalitynutrition.com. However, we can take orders over the phone and ship them or even add them to orders that are made on the website, or we can uh, definitely take care of you in store. So if you're looking for those formulas online, they won't be there, but uh, give us a call, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662, and we will take care of you over the phone. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, if you like what you hear, go tell somebody. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. The FDA has not evaluated this podcast. This podcast is provided with the understanding that information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for care by a medical professional. Thank you.